We've talked before on this show about the importance of properly recording credits at the point of creation, in the studio, before a track gets released into the world. Because if you aren't listed as a contributor to a track, you can't get paid when that track is played. Happily, more people are taking this seriously and coming into the marketplace with solutions to this problem. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a new player in the credit capturing landscape, one that's totally free to users. It's all coming up on The Future of What. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lick the crumbs from your table? Can I interfere in your crisis? No, mind your own business. No, mind your own business. My guest today is Nicholas Molander. He is the CEO of Session. Nicholas, welcome to The Future of What. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you. Okay, so we are talking to you today because Session has come into the marketplace to try and tackle a problem that we have really been having a lot of since the digital digital age began. And I mean, since before the digital age began, but, but the digital age has really highlighted it, which is we have a lot of trouble making sure that artists get properly credited for the work they do and then thence paid. You know, <laughs> you can't get paid if nobody knows that you were on a track. That's exactly. the obvious mm-hmm. thing. And you guys are not the first people to try to tackle this this project, but you have a very high profile group of people behind you. You've gotten a lot of industry buy-in. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, how did you come to this and say, hey, I, I'm ready to step up and try to do something? So uh, I'm a songwriter and music producer. So I've been in the studio uh, writing and producing music for plus 15 years. And um, at one point, me and my uh, songwriter partner, we could really we couldn't keep up delivering because we had so many song requests. So we found a couple of really talented up and coming songwriters and producers. Uh, so we started a publishing company and became more or less like a production house. And uh, I was so naive at the time, so I thought I could run a publishing company with my right hand and still be in the studio writing and producing music. But that was when I realized how deep deep and dark the black hole of metadata is and how complicated (laughs) it is to to keep track of everything. And just for three young up-and-coming songwriters, I was chasing data, always chasing data. And they were kind of disappointed on me because I didn't really do the registrations right and things got wrong. And I was like, oh, but if you don't tell me who you've been working with, who they are and all that. So that's why Session exists today, because I created it for my own needs. I needed a way to, uh, to, to get the data. And that was when I realized how important it is to capture all this data at the point of creation by the only people that knows the truth about everything, the creators in the studio. Absolutely. So how does Session help facilitate that capture of data right there in the studio? So Session is divided into two parts, one front end to the creators that the creators see and then one back office. And uh, why we've done it like that is if we talk first about what the creators see. I can say this now because I'm a songwriter and producer myself that we creators are so, so bad when it comes to administration. (laughs) <laughs> we need, I mean, we care about one thing and one thing only, and that's what comes out of the speakers in the studio. And that's what we should care about, I, you know. Uh, but 
I would say that no other job that I'm aware of are totally free of administration. Whatever job you have, you at least need to give a time report. You need to give your employee your bank account information so they can transfer money to you and, you know, all that. But in the studio situation, we creators don't really care about that. We just work, 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 work. And we are so many people that collaborate. So when the song is done and ready and about to get released, everyone that in one or way or another represent us, they don't even know who everyone is and who all the involved parties are. So to get around that, I came up with an idea of making session for the creators more as a collaboration tool. We should not even mention data or administration. Uh, session is a really great, nice-to-have tool in the studio with, with features that help the creators during the creation process. We have a great audio storage, audio storage feature. We have lyric tools, a great way of totally have a transparent view of everyone that's involved. That's what Session is, a collaboration tool. But in, in the back office side of it, we just have one mission. We want the five identifiers that the industry, the five standard identifiers to be assigned, linked and matched before the first commercial release of a song. So everyone involved are identified and linked to either the musical work or the recording. And by doing that, a majority of the big problems out in the industry today will be solved because we can at least find everyone involved. So is it like, let me just, so I'm, so I'm super clear, like, let's say it's, you know, first of all, I love the idea of your tricking um, songwriters into <laughs> using this <laughs> by telling them yeah. it's not, don't worry, the word administration is not there. <laughs> so anyway, someone, let's say, fills out their profiles, fills out their information, but they're also using it, you know, to, to connect with other people and to, you know, put song lyrics and all this stuff in. And then in the studio, if people have filled these out, then they already exist. And so let's say the engineer or whoever can just click and say, okay, this is who's on this recording. Mm, yeah. So let's start with, without making it too complicated, but if there's someone listening to us now that don't really are aware of what the five identifier means, uh, we can just shortly explain that the music industry internationally are using five identifiers to identify people and the musical work and the recording. I know for some people it can get really complicated already there, but when you hear a song, that song is divided into two parts, the recording and the musical work. And the musical work is what the songwriters are writing. And a musical work is actually not, you cannot listen to it. It's more information about the melody scores, more or less, and information about who, who wrote the melody and how, who wrote the lyric. But the recording on the other side is when you put things that you can listen to, more or less record the, the musical work that we just wrote. So that is the two different parts of it. And to make sure that we know exactly who did what, where and when on the final product called the song, we have the ind first the individual identifiers. And that's called IPI, Interested Parties Information. And that is a unique, more or less like a social security number for all songwriters and all publishers. And when they write a new musical work, we need to identify the musical work. And we do that with an ISWC, International Standard Work Code. And that is a unique identifier for that, especially that what we wrote. So a link to all IPIs are, needs to be included in the ISWC. Then we know all songwriters and publishers. Then we record it. 
we get an ISRC, International Standard Recording Code, and that's the unique uh, identifier for that specific recording. And now it gets interesting. If a famous song, for example, has many recordings, they should have all recordings should have unique ISRCs, but they all should be linked back to the same ISWC that represent that work. And on an, a recording and on an ISRC, there are people performing, producers, musicians, vocalists, and so on. And all those should have an IPN, an international performer number, which is your social security number as a performer. And now it gets interesting because many songwriters are also performers and vice versa. So you need both. And if four was not enough, a few years back, a fifth identifier was added by the industry, and it's called ISNI, International Standard Name Identifier. And that is easy explained, like an umbrella that covers all other four, who you are both as a songwriter and a, and a performer, and what kind of musical work and recordings you've been involved in. So that summarizes more or less how the industry works. And if something's wrong with any of those identifiers, we cannot find you and we cannot divide the money to the right receiver of it. And that's one of the biggest problems the industry suffers from right now, that we can't even find the people that should be compensated and credited because we don't know who they are, because we cannot use names. Names, we can call each other names when we work in the studio, but to be able to capture all this information, we need full legal name, country, where, which country you live in, which societies you work with, which publishers you work with. And just take my league, I'm from Sweden, and my second name in my full legal name contains a letter that you don't even have on your English keyboard. So you can't even <laughs> write my name. So therefore we need the identifiers. And when someone walks into a studio, and there's no set rules for whose responsibility it is to do this. I mean, this is a joint responsibility for everyone that involved in, in the uh, making of this song. But many times, the engineer or the producer ends up with that responsibility. So what we've done with Session is a super simple way of doing that. Without Session, it takes between five up to 10 and actually up to 12 sometimes data points that the producer engineer needs to write down for each and one of the contributors. And this is where we falls out because you don't, I don't know any creator in the studio that want to put down paper and pen or on a notepad, whatever, just all this information because there's so many people involved and you, you know, so this, this is where we fail. Session, we've solved this, that we verify your identity with your individual identifiers, the IPI and IPN and ISNI. So when you create a session account, we clear that once and for all. So from that moment on, you don't have to care. You just make sure that everyone you work with, that you work in session. And session is actually embedded in the DOS, the recording softwares in the studio, Pro Tools, Logic, Ableton, and, and, and Cubase, and, and a few others as well. And we have a unique system called Studio Check-In, which is a QR code. So the only thing the engineer or the producer do when you walk in, just bring up the code, you scan with your mobile, and boom, there we have all the links to the, all the identifiers. And Session is also an ISRC agent. So when you release your recordings out on the market, we can help you getting your ISRC. And we are also approved to do early ISWCs and we're working on that right now. So in other words, Session is ready to assign, link and match all five identifiers before the first commercial release. So you don't have to think about it. You just work in the studio. Wow. And this is all free? 
it's free. That's the beauty of it. So session <laughs> is free for all creators because we think that we should um, we should not put a hurdle for people to use it if they can't afford it. As I said before, Session provides audio storage and a few other storage opportunities. I mean, producers can store their whole sessions, like a whole Pro Tools session or a whole Logic session. And this takes a lot of storage. We give away five gigabytes for free. And then we, if you want to use Session for more storage, we have a pay tier so you can pay for more storage. But you, when you create your account, we don't ask for your credit card. It's free to use. So you guys launched this. I mean, this is very, very ambitious and very, very important <laughs> and incredibly helpful for the industry. <laughs> How has it been going for the last few months since you've been in the marketplace? So we've been around for a few years, actually, and we um, it's not been easy. It's been a real roller coaster. But let me divide our challenges into two parts. One is music industry support, which is needed because we need to work with all the music companies and and, and the, all the organizations and societies. And then we have the creator adoption part. So I must say the last year, uh, we have really, really received much better uh, support from the industry. We worked very exclusively, uh, exclusively and close together with a number of very big music companies. And there will be some announcements very soon about some really cool, funky collaborations that we're doing. I wish I could say them now, but I have a market department that would probably kill me <laughs> if I say too much here right now. But we, yeah, so the support from the industry is amazing right now. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't set, set like a, a check on the whole music industry support checkbox, but we're, we're very far there. Now, the next part is the creator adoption. How do we get creators to start using something new? And... Um, our colleagues uh, that also in the same area as us try to solve these problems, we all know that it's so hard to get creators to change behavior. That's what we're working on now. With a few of the partnerships that we will announce shortly, that will give us a real boost when it comes to creators that will give, get access to it. And in some cases already pre-populated accounts, so they just log in, they don't have to do anything. We hope that we will get a real, you know, a real increase of, of, of users on our platform shortly. But that is still something that we, we work on. And uh, we want to spread the word as much as possible to all creators in, in the world. Like, please use the tool. Let us help you get credited and paid when your music is used. Yeah. And I think I think that's, you know, there's so many challenges. And I always say that the music business is a patchwork of historical accidents. <laughs> it's like that's how we ended up here. <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> But really, it's also, in addition to being a patchwork of historical accidents, it's also sort of the story of technology that changes, and then the music industry has to rush to keep up, to mm. find a way to keep up. And mm. I feel like you guys and some other folks who've been you know, coming into the marketplace in the last few years have really been addressing this critical problem. But the problem is not just that creators don't necessarily think about their credits or they're getting paid when they're in the studio because you and I both know you're in the studio you're in the mood you're in the vibe you're you're thinking about creation you're not thinking about like hey how much am I going to make on this mm. down the line but you know there's other there's other things that the technology has changed in our world like for example you can put a song that you just wrote just finished in the studio on the internet in immediately mm. and that type of lack of time lag 
between creation and distribution, basically, is also really, really problematic for the issue of credits and getting paid. You know, because, you, you know, if, if you don't have your ducks in a row, but the song is already out there generating income, that instantly creates the problem where nobody knows who to pay. Mm. You know, the money is coming in, but we don't know where to put it. I, I, I think I'll guess where, where, where we're heading here. And I mean, so this is my view on, on what you just uh, explained. So two things in, in music that I don't think ha- has changed historically and never, ever will change in the future is that one, people, humans love to create music. Two, people, humans love to listen and consume music. And now it's a question of how do we get music from creation to consumption? And historically that has changed and it will continue change. But what's also not changed is that if someone is using the music that one, two, three or four more people have been creating and it generates money, those who created it needs to be compensated. And the only way of doing that doesn't matter in which format and which middlemans and how the industry is structured because the industry will also continue to change and how creators get paid and where the money comes from and how licenses are uh, how licenses are made and, and all that it will continue to change but we need to capture the information about who did what where and when at the point of creation in any type of, we can talk about NFTs, future, new distribution services, new ways of, of listening to music. We're, we're talking about Web3 now and what's going to come with that. Session, we always go back to the studio, identify who did what, where and when, and make sure that all that information is assigned, linked and matched. And as you said, one of the collaborations that we're going to announce very shortly is a collaboration with a tool that allows the creators to do exactly what what you said. The second after you bounce it on your DAW, you can get it out on the market. And here, Session makes sure that all the identifiers are assigned, linked and matched the same second as you do that bounce. And they will be attached to the recording when you send it out on this UDC platform. So that's how I believe that we're going to solve the industry and make it as a sustainable solution. What might change are the the names of the identifiers. But for us, that doesn't matter. I mean, I hope that we stay and keep the ones that we have uh, because they're implemented in, in, in the existing systems around the world. So I think it would be a bad thing to change them. But if they change, we can just add new ones. We can change the existing ones. But we will be a support together with the creators in the studio so whatever happens we can find them so everyone can get credited and paid that is really exciting can't mm-hmm. wait for that announcement mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. so cool so you guys thank you so much for what you're doing i mean i really think this is this is huge for the industry and thank you nicholas melinder for being with us today on the future of what thank you so much and that's our show our theme song is mind your own business by the delta five and is played by permission Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Follow us on all platforms at MusicBizAssoc, A-S-S-O-C, to find out more about MusicBiz and hear about what's coming up next. Today's show was engineered by Hayden Nash and Clark Buckner at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your ice?